Hello, this is Jeff. It is of utmost importance that clarity be awarded to the diligent. Although powerful, the others have become partially blind due to the binding. Let us peer toward their unguarded existence. But to avoid a potential convergence, we shall, for now, omit relic from these surreptitious observations. Remain here after these events, which must now happen and be rewarded. Hello? What time is it? Who is it? Um, I don't know. I... Situation. Green. Mixing. Drunk. Sorry, honey. I have to take this. have taken Ryan's private jet out of Tijuana straight to a small airstrip right outside of Long Beach, California. It's a very quick flight, a little bit bumpy. It's a smaller, smaller plane. But for those of you who have not experienced such convenience in prior operations, it's, it's a godsend. In fact, your cargo is full of all sorts of fun, unregistered weapons that you dug up from underneath a pool shack in Mexico. So very, very convenient. In, in your specific and discrete situation. When you start disembarking the jet, stepping out onto the tarmac itself from a small staircase, you gather these duffel bags and rucksacks together and Ryan has a car waiting for you. You load it up, pack in. Ryan uh, motions to the driver to hold tight and he turns to the rest of you in the vehicle. The subtext being, what should we do next, guys? What should we do next, guys? We did, uh, Chris, and just there was, I meant to ask pre-recording. We did spend significant time in the hotels like planning the operation, right? I think we, we dedicated time for that. No, you have not planned the operation. What you did look into was Severn Hyper, okay. Rowan Cook, the Space Tech Expo, docks around Long Beach, and Tiberius was looking up fire escape plans for the convention center itself. Right, and now you're reminding me that there was talk about a boat. I think we we're thinking like maybe a we could have our own contingency exit, like a sea-based escape if we needed it. Yeah, the convention center isn't like right up to the beach but a few blocks away are docks, both private and public, that you could potentially either park something at, hide it somewhere, or just very openly rent a boat. Yeah, just in case we this other team turns out to be, uh, you know, not on the up and up. Yeah, I, yeah. so you don't know where you're meeting them yet, but uh, you do know where the convention center is. Again, it's not right up next to the water or anything, so. Just uh, look, here's the deal, guys. Yes. I have pilot small boat. And there's 40 points in it. And I'm going to use that shit. I get it. <laughs> I get it. You'll find a way. Maybe we can flood the main <laughs> thoroughfare of the city. Uh, and, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, there. did I ask last time if Ryan has any connection to Severn? I think so. Now, we determined you do not have any direct connection, but you know of Severn quite well. It, so you're going to always have, because of Similar your, circles, just not direct. Yeah, because of your profession, I, I may likely have additional insights for you around specific executives or campuses involving this this large company, this large aerospace company. So if you feel like there's probably something you might know, you know, nudge me, remind me, but for the most part, I should, I should be offering that up. Sounds great. 
Tiberius uh, looks at the group. Hey, y'all, can we find a place to sit down and talk some stuff out? I, uh... Girl problems? Yeah, yeah. If, you know, if girl problems means alien bugs that are, like, getting in people's brains and whatnot. Uh, have y'all, like, had experience with this before? Not to my not, knowledge. Not brains, Ryan says suspiciously. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Please cut that. <laughs> Paris, Paris looks over and says, I mean, we also could not talk about the brain bugs. That might be fine. I kind of want to know as much as we can about it. So yeah, all right. Flippant remarks aside. Yeah, let's talk about it. Do any of you know anything about it? I don't. I guess we should reach out to Fabian and uh, say we have some more questions. So, um... Are we in like a safe place? Where are we? You're in Ryan's called car. And so not a safe space. we're just driving around. <laughs> you're not actually still on the tarmac. You haven't left yet. Okay. So you're loaded up. You're off the plane. There's a driver sitting with a divider there, not paying attention. Or he's got earbuds in, does not give a shit about what you're talking about ostensibly. And uh, y'all are just uh, ready to move on to the next scene, depending on what you want to do. Let's just say Ryan gave the driver instructions to take us to a hotel, a nice hotel. And so we can talk, we can have this conversation, you know, in the car right there or in one of our rooms. Gotcha. Well, typically y'all find a substandard version of an existing property. But since, Ryan, since you're basically booking everything, you're going to ensure that you don't end up like in a one season, a winter again or anything like that. <laughs> That's correct. So where would you like to to get the get the team lodged? Probably a summer. At least it's... But that's still just one season. Don't you want fall. like... Yeah, but that's a nice seasons? season. What about the fifth season? Vitriol. Mm. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. How's the spa there? <laughs> How about the 12 it's months? boiling hot. The 12 months? Okay, okay. Yeah. A famous waterfront Long Beach hotel <laughs> resort experience. Oh, perfect. You're you're getting the mall spa treatments. You're you're very generous. I'm trying to death eater them, man. I've got to bu- <laughs> butter them up. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So the driver pulls out of this private airstrip and starts making his way toward your your lodgings, your booked lodgings. As you guys have this conversation, I think we should fast forward to a like a, a, a steam room okay. where we're all steaming. <laughs> okay. And Ryan's face melts off. Yeah, yeah. Ryan's not going to be able to join you in that sauna. But, uh, <laughs> you can offer it. Now we can play it out. <laughs> it's going to be bad radio. <laughs> Let's go here. No. The <laughs> end. <laughs> <laughs> Catch you guys next time on. Sorry, honey, I have to take this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm assuming Ryan has like the nicest room, and we can sit down there and have a drink and talk. Yeah, it's a nice suite with a communal area, and yeah, there's a there's a wet bar there. Tiberius like fills up a, a glass, pretty much to the top, sits down, and he he just starts talking. I, I I don't know if reaching out to Fabian is the the best idea. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know right here. I, I had I had a dream. With him, a vivid dream. And I was cutting, he made me cut up a bug. And in my experience, these things aren't unrelated, if you know what I mean. But I don't know what to make of it. When he was talking to you, it seemed like you had worked together. Is that dream the only time you work together? I've never seen this man in my life other than this dream where he held a gun to me and made me cut up a dang bug a bug that looked much like what like a dragonfly doesn't sound like much of a dream then well i woke up in my bed i don't know what else to call that and he's kind of like you see like the 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 ice cubes kind of shake in his drink paris looks down at his hand where he had cut himself and looks up and says yeah that wasn't a dream what do you mean yeah what are you talking about the uh same thing happened to me and I wasn't sure if it was a dream or not, so I, you know, I cut my hand while I was in in what I thought might have been. And then Paris holds his hand up so they can see the presumably there's a scar there. Yeah, actually, yeah. you've never really let it heal well. You've always kind of picked at it, and so it is a visible reddish scar still. When was this? Uh, New York. Huh. Well, well, thank God. <laughs> and uh, Tiberius seems to calm down a little bit. He's like. At least I know I'm not crazy. Jeez. I'm not, um, I'm not saying that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's why when we sat down, no, I recognized him. 
this Fabian. Anyone else? No. No. Then why just the two of us? Yeah, I don't know. Why is he here now? Do you guys see any benefit from confronting him about it? Or is it best if he thinks you don't remember? Oh, I think he knows we remember. I don't think he wanted us to forget. It's not like he made us do a favor for him. Pretty much kind of just antagonized us and just being weird. I, I don't know. But now knowing about these, this infestation overseas, I mean... I don't know. There's, there's some lines getting drawn here, some connections being made. I'm just, I can't make sense of it yet. I don't know if I want to. So what do you all want to do about this? Like, there's clearly something else going on here, right? Yeah. Well, the man, the man has a team full of people ready to kill. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, but we're all here because of it, so we're believing that much. I think, let's keep it under our hats. But I don't mean we should trust him. I mean, who's to say this whole, these two experiences that we had were just somehow put together along with this, you know, alleged bug infestation just because he wants our help taking out this guy, right? I mean, can we, we can't trust this guy at all. Not that we have any reason. Well, let's just, um, let's get things moving then. But keep an eye on each other's backs. Make sure we've got an escape route. Let's not trust. Let's not trust. Let's... But we, we still have run. a job. A, bl- a, a blanket, job not do. trust. Got it. Yeah, you got it, Ryan. Let's, uh, let's keep we our have eyes a job open and our, and our nose is clean. And then Paris looks real closely at Ryan. Right. Get it? <laughs> no, no, no <laughs> meta looks. That land? No meta that looks. Land. <laughs> no meta looks. That's correct. At least we know that, well, kind of, I guess we don't know no, but seems like the bugs can be killed and they're at least flesh enough. Perhaps that's these are the same kind of bugs, and we can at least use that as to our advantage. So, what do we do with the box that you had to get? Not open it. That's that's what we were told, right? I mean, I'm tempted. Ryan's gonna look towards Paris and say, maybe we don't tempt that particular fate, and just uh, let's leave it. Let's leave it untouched for now. Unless you want a freaking dude showing up in your dreams. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna judge whatever you're into. Yeah, I still don't. I still can't put together how he grabbed us and and then got us back. Yeah, maybe we leave the box where it is. As much as I would like to tear it open just to spite this guy, Chris. Yes, sir. I don't know if this is like a roll, but if Ryan thinks about the possibility that Snedeker has worked with Fabian before, mm-hmm. you know, the possibility of kind of getting some sort of insight there, is it worth calling Snedeker for that? I'm not a huge fan of like calling our handler. But is it worth calling your handle? I can't answer that. If you if you want to, you can. Absolutely. I guess I'm also kind of asking, I don't know if there's like a, a Delta Green specific human thing of just what I'm I guess what I'm Michael is getting at is Ryan knows Snedeker. So is it the kind of thing where Snedeker would have said something at this point if he knew and therefore there's no real point in calling him because he would have said something and he didn't therefore don't worry about it. Does that make sense? Yeah, Snedeker focused on who you'd be working with, which was two familiar agents and one new specialist. Uh, and you were to extend all due courtesy to this new specialist. That was it. Otherwise, Fabian, your contact on the ground is going to fill you in on all the details. That's all Snedeker said. So if you feel like maybe he's holding something back, you're welcome to give him a call. I don't think. I don't think. Him. I don't think he would. Have, he would never reason to. So never. Mind. Okay. I'm okay. not gonna. No reason. It's something to think about though if things start getting weirder. For sure. Is that a clue? I, I think it's legitimate to be like, hey, it, it turns out this guy, Fabian guy, you know, kidnapped a couple of us and, and held us at gunpoint and made us uh, dissect insects. Do you know about that? I think that's a legitimate thing to ask Snedeker. Yeah, I was going to say, if you want to do this in character. Ryan, Ryan's going to real Snedeker. <laughs> yeah, okay. Paris, is good. Paris will, will back him up. Okay, fine. Uh, Ryan's going to go into his room, you know, since there's a separate room here, and call Snedeker. Yeah. Let's see how we do. So the first number works. You hear a familiar voice on the other line answer after about seven rings. Agent. Chris, Ryan learned Sandiger's real name. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what it was? It's Roger Felder. Okay. So Ryan's going to say, Roger, this um, this assignment is uh, already starting to have some, some strangeness to it. Have you worked with this Fabian who's our on-the-ground contact here? Ryan, that's part and parcel of our, of our job to deal with exactly that particular adjective. 
And no, I've never worked with this contact before, at least not under that name. Okay, and you're not wrong. I understand. This this strangeness is is new. Two of the agents here with me have um, both experienced what they thought were dreams in which Fabian kidnapped them and forced them to dissect a parasite. They recounted the exact same story. Have you heard about anything you know, with the program that that would make sense or there's any kind of reason for that? It just sounds a little bit more nefarious and I'm not trying to wage war internally with everything external that we've got going on. He takes a moment. Ryan, I hear you. Sounds like I can be of help and I'd like to assuage any fears, especially if this is a as sensitive of an operation as was conveyed to me. Let me see if I can poke around a little bit I don't have much wiggle room. The request that came through my channels was legitimate. I can tell you that much. Some of the orders, I'll admit, they, they weren't quite kosher. So let, let me see what I can poke around and find. In the meantime, don't think I have to tell you to watch yourself, watch your six, watch the others. If this contact is compromised in any capacity, you have my backing to do what needs to be done. Heard. Thank you. I'll be in touch, Ryan. He hangs up. Uh, Ryan's going to go out in the room and recount that. Do you want me to do it or? So as you close, as you turn off your phone, you move to place your phone back into your uh, suit jacket and your hand brushes across the front of your torso and immediately you recoil. Your phone falls from your hand, lands on the soft carpet beneath, beneath your feet because there are, there's like a lump there under your sternum, under your chest. And it's, it, it didn't feel like anything when your hand brushed against it except it pulled at your skin a bit. There's something bulbous there. Open your mind, Quake. Ryan is gonna run to a mirror, see if it's visible through his clothes or is it smaller that- If you smooth your dress shirt down, you can definitely see there's a bit of a, a bump. It's about a golf ball size, maybe a little smaller. Tiberius is gonna start uh, to plan the gender reveal party. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he's gonna, I guess he'll open his shirt. Does it look like- Okay, so- A new growth? Go ahead and roll your sanity. <laughs> a familiar, <laughs> a familiar pal. Does Ryan have a new pet? <laughs> so every time we roll sanity, I always ask, you never have to say yes, you never have to say no. In fact, you never have to answer at all. You can just stay silent and make me wonder and guess. But uh, do you want to project any potential <laughs> loss that you might have suffered from this roll? I've said it twice, I'll say it again. You bet your sweet ass I do. Okay, okay. Roll a 1d4. That's a d4. Mm -hmm. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I'm taking it off of my mama. Go ahead and subtract two from your willpower, two from the bond for your mother. Mama's baby boy ain't so precious anymore. There is a golf ball sized nodule that is protruding from beneath your sternum. There are also two other off color spots nearby on your chest. The lumps there are much less pronounced, if at all, but the color is unmistakably a purplish blue. The larger nodule is crisscrossed with a network of crimson veins and appears to be some sort of growth. Does it hurt? When you cautiously press your fingers into it, it's extremely pliable, but it doesn't really have much feeling at all. Almost as if it's a, a dead appendage. Ryan's gonna do his shirt back up and uh, go back into the other room. Okay. To be handled later. Absolutely. So you, you relay the contents of this uh, message. Do you keep anything to yourself or, or fully brain dump? Fully brain dump, but potentially notably distracted in his recounting. You know, not 100%. The same uh, vibe as in which he started the phone call. Ryan, are you okay? You seem distracted. Like you've got a weird growth on your chest or something, man. What's going on? How dare you, sir? So, do, you like that? do you like Re that, Chris? I didn't even engage. I'm on your I side. I did like it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. No real answer. <laughs> All right, real answer. Uh, Paris. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry, John. No, no, it's, it's great. It's gold. It's gold. So, uh, so Snedegar's looking into it and you trust him, right? Absolutely. Yeah. But, um, I think his, his warning is wise, you know, let's the, the program is disorganized at best of times. So, uh, watching out for each other is definitely, uh, a good idea. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think, I mean, we don't have a lot of options other than bailing on the mission, and we're not going to do that, so. I mean, I don't think the argument was if the program is organized or not. I think we were trying to figure out if we could trust the man who's been inside of our dreams, like a Freddy Krueger kind of thing. You've seen those movies? Yeah, I think I think that um, pretty solid uh, no, we can't in terms of the answer to that. But um, what I guess I was trying to get at is he could be he could have his own agenda and no one could really know about it. I mean, I think that's a fact. Let's just make sure that we have a, uh, a backdoor contingency plan you know, a way out if we need it. Because I, I don't think we should trust this guy. We should trust him even less than we've ever... Jesus Christ, guys, and now I can't say anything. <clears throat> yeah, let's just stop fucking talking about whether we can trust him or not. We're all going to not. Chris, let's what's just, the next wait, scene? Wait. I, I got it, I got it, I got it. <laughs> God damn Y'all, it. I, so fucking we miserable. We can't trust this guy farther than we can throw him. Mm-hmm. See, there you go. Good. Done, done, let's just, done. Let's just make sure we always have a contingency plan and a, a way out here so we can... We can take care of ourselves if we need to. I want to talk more about how little we trust him. <laughs> He'll get real detail here. Oh, no. So what's the trust question, guys? Is it zero? Oh, my God. Is it, Wait, is, is it is zero more a lot than zero? Or is that a little? Yeah, good, good, good point. Let's talk about the scale we want to use first. Yeah, let's clarify the scale first. Yep. Yeah. So gold stars. Yeah, let's use stars. That's better. Yeah, banana stickers, actually, oh, is my preference. Banana stickers. Banana stickers. Oh, for sure. I'm a strongly disagree on the do you trust this man? Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, that'll be that'll be for our first vote of many that are to come. Well, for the sake and of argument, can somebody, <laughs> will somebody please take the devil's advocate approach here and and, and argue f- in favor of I trust mean, he has a, he has a charming accent, I've heard. So <laughs> He does That's have true. a very charming accent. See? Top His notch. Impeccable style is He's, hard to be. He is stylistically Fe- impressive. Fiji, I think, right? I think it's from Fiji. Oh, God damn it. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, sounds right. Oh yes, he does sound. Fiji. So, with nothing else to really talk about, <laughs> you look at the four burner phones recovered from the Tijuana Green Box, and remember that Fabian told you to contact him when you arrived in Long Beach for further instructions. Tiberius grabs the phones from the box, holds them out, and says, "Who who wants to call him?" Apprentice reaches into his jacket pocket and pulls out his own phone. He's like, I'm not using that. All right. Paris takes one. So you're going to call him? No. (laughs) Paris takes one of the phones. Says, I'll I'll call him. So you pop in one of the numbers that Fabian gave you back at the bar, Dali. Fabian answers immediately. Hello. It's Paris. Are you here in Long Beach already? Yeah, yeah. We just... uh, Good, good. You're going to meet me at the Vagabond Inn. That's room 358. Go ahead and bring all your baggage up to the room. We'll have a look. Any questions? Now good. See you soon. He hangs up. All right, guys. We need to head over to uh, the place that Chris just said and then go bring our gear with us. You'd like to meet us now. Okay. I guess we're repacking everything we've unpacked. Meet downstairs in uh, 20 minutes. Yeah, sounds Sounds good. good. Chris Ryan in that time is going to take a knife and kind of poke at the new growth to see if it's something that could be cut away like everything else. When you breach the skin, red blood does flow forth and you do start feeling a deep pain behind your sternum, actually, not where the cut is. And it it starts to overwhelm you a bit. Uh, Your hands start shaking and you just instinctively drop the knife. It falls to the carpeted floor. Uh, Ryan will stop cutting. Mm-hmm. Wait for the pain to pass, assuming it does. It's like an overwhelming pulse, but it slowly lessens and lessens until finally it's just a very low level hum behind your sternum. Ryan is going to change into um, something bulkier. Like a parka or something? That's what I'm, I'm having trouble thinking about. No, I, I guess he won't. That's fine. He'll just do his shirt back up, put on his suit jacket yeah, again. Just, you know, just button the top button. You're good. Yep. Okay. Do you put a little Band-Aid on your, on your boo-boo? Yes, I do. There you go. <laughs> The boo-boo goes, thank you, daddy. <laughs> oh, <God>. Feed me. <laughs> so the Vagabond End is a squat, coffee-stained-colored building. Uh, it's only a 20-minute walk from the convention center. That's something Paris immediately notes as you uh, kind of map out this new locale. As you approach, the area is overcrowded with small encampments, homeless encampments. The sidewalks are dotted with sleeping bags. And when you stroll through what is purportedly a lobby, hotel staff is barely cognizant. No one really looks up from computer screens to greet you or 
puts down their phone. It's an ill-kempt lobby. And as you look across it, you see that there is an elevator bank to your right. It's a one car elevator bank. I just need to find 308. 358. We just need to find 358. No, no. Let's play this out. We're going to 308. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Hello? Trust, trust, your, trust your instincts. <laughs> well, now we got to take this guy out. He knows too much. <laughs> so so we could assume that this uh, this hotel isn't the tops, right? It's kind of like a No, I assume rundown. we can just go right up to the elevator and head up. Yeah. No, no key card or anything needed. You don't see a key card security system for the elevator. No. Just a button. Well, let's go up. Let's go up. These are <laughs> this is how jaded we are <laughs> in a shitty boat, a shitty hotel. See the elevator. We're like, uh, do we hit the button? Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> let's get back into the car and drive around the block a few times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> check the alleyway. Yeah. Y'all hit the call button. Yeah, actually, Chris. Chris. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> is there a back entrance? <laughs> yeah, there is. Of course. <laughs> All right, we all dress up like a room, like a you know the maintenance men. Maintenance men, yeah. yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm dressing up like a big turkey, so you guys can put me in one of those you know big silver bowls. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> room service. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! All right, y'all hit the call button. The elevator opens up, and you load in. You're all carrying duffel bags, rucksacks, backpacks, etc. Again, again, no one, no one bats an eye. Really, one one staff member maybe flicks their glance up as you pass by, but quickly returns back to whatever is very interesting on their computer. And the uh, the car starts to rise through the building. It makes a stop on floor two, opens up, and a large man, very large, enters as well. He's wearing an oversized gray parka. He's got a coarse taxi cab driver's hat on, and his eyes are downcast. He's got a trim gray beard. Never seen him before. He doesn't make any attempt to make eye contact or say anything to any one of you. Just kind of squeezes his way in and does his best to put his back against the back side of the already crowded elevator car. Yeah, don't mind us. He nods slightly, if that can even be called a nod, and just kind of crosses his arms. His eyes remain downcast. Hey partner, can you hit three? His large meaty hand reaches out, smacks the three. The doors finally obey and close. When you reach the third floor, you four start grabbing all of your equipment and making your way out of the car and down the fairly stained red carpeted hallway towards room 358. You can't help but notice that the large man is following behind you, not making any real motions to do anything aggressive, but keeping a bit of a distance as his arms remain crossed his eyes remain fixated on some point on the ground in front of him. I'd like to roll. Was this? Can I roll humant on someone just based on how they're, I guess their gait, walking, following? See if Absolutely, actually... you may roll humant at any time. What about swim? <laughs> <laughs> okay, hang on. Let me try my swim. That failed. Fifty-two out of twenty-seven is a fail. The swim is again. Oh, I'm just kidding. All right, you rolled a fifty-two. What is your military science? Uh, 60. All right, you rolled into your military science, but you failed your human intelligence. You can check your human intelligence. You peer back at this large gentleman. His face is like creased, hardened leather. His eyes black and inscrutable. Something's very off with this guy. He just feels dangerous to you. You're now about two rooms away from 358. 358. This large man is still keeping a bit of a distance, but um, you feel unnerved by his presence now. Apprentice clocks Harris's nerviness and starts looking back as well. It's a big boy back there. Tiberius goes, you know, what I really would like to see is a Piping Plover. You know, it's just one of those birds with a silly name. <laughs> and they're, you know, they're around here. And it's just like, it would be, it would be swell to, to see one. Tiberius, nobody wants to see that. No, I, I do. I just said it. <laughs> yeah, but nobody wants to see that. Oh, oh, you're trying to hurt my feelings. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ryan is going to turn towards the guy behind us mm-hmm. and say, sir, are you here for the bird convention as well? He doesn't appear to realize that you're yelling to him. Yeah, I mean, yelling. Yeah, a- <laughs> I guess you're, you turned around and and shouted, "Sir!" down the hallway towards him. How far? How far away from us is he? Oh, he he kept quite a bit of distance. Two two rooms. He's not like right behind you. Is he still walking? Ryan He's, has stopped. He stopped when you stopped. Okay. Ryan is gonna engage this person insistently. So sure. he will repeat, sir, hello, sir, just trying to get his attention. 
He looks up. very clear that I'm talking to him. He looks up and just stares at you, shakes his head slowly. Mm. All right. Prentice is going to slowly reach for his phone and his uh, lapel and uh, take a quick picture of him. So you just hold up the phone and take a picture? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, cool. No worries. He doesn't move. He He's actually staring at your group now with his arms crossed in the middle of the hallway. That's going on Reddit, he says as he puts it back in. <laughs> Princess, Princess is a Karen. Where, where is your ID, sir? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're trespassing. Paris walks over to room three, five, six, three, five, eight. Yep. And, uh, yep. Knocks on the door. Before your knock even finishes, Paris, Fabian opens the door. He's now dressed in a gray Catan jacket, looks custom, worn over a black turtleneck. Now, how long is that? Because if his knock is like very long, like he knocks a song every time versus like yeah, just a one knock. It's, it's one of Box Requiems. So about seven minutes through, he opens the door. <laughs> okay. And, okay. and, uh, does he refuse to open it if he misses a single rhythm? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's listening very carefully. He's he's taking copious notes, but um, good, good, good. But Paris passed, so we're all good. Good job, Paris. <laughs> yeah, Paris and company, come on through. Hey, Fabian, is uh, it's a friend of yours? And I kind of nod in the direction of the big guy. He looks out. This gentleman has started walking towards you again. Oh, good. You've met Ford already. He's a man of few words. It's true. He has me do a lot of the talking for him, uh, or at least doesn't mind that I do. Say hello, Ford. No? Ah, well, maybe later. Come on in. Yeah, all right. Paris walks in. Well, that's a relief that he's just not rude just to us, but everybody. (laughs) Everybody, he smiles. He grabs a couple of your duffel bags and, and starts to help y'all y'all in. The large man comes up behind you, closes the door once everything is inside and bolts it. He stands now in front of the exit door, his arms crossed, his face is unchanged. Now inside the room are two queen beds, some very gaudy rugs, and curtains. There's a small table with a chair and there's an open door on one side of the room that appears to lead into an adjoining suite which is interesting for this type of hotel. You also see another closed glass sliding door that leads outside to a tiny third story balcony and a fire escape. You see through the glass the slight figure of a person in a black hoodie leaning out, their back towards you, smoking a cigarette. The beds themselves, they're stacked high with massive reams of blueprints and mechanical plans, scattered, folded open in what looks like a haphazard collage. These rectangular books of prints, they're thick, they're unwieldy, nearly two by three feet in size and extremely complex. So Ford's our technical expert, our bog squasher extraordinaire. So he gets a pass on a few etiquette breaches. Once we get to the convention center, you won't see much of it. Or Francis, who's being a bit shy out there on the balcony. He motions to the glass door. Now, how'd the flight in treat you? He looks at you, Ryan, with a twinkle in his eye. How many, Ryan's going to just kind of ignore that. How many uh, bug missions have you guys you guys been on? Oh, my lots. He smiles widely now. Should we get started? Let's get rolling. Sooner the better. Tell me more about this box you had us pick up. Ah. Not going to lie, Fabian, you, you had a couple of us tempted to see what was inside. I take it you didn't open it then? He smiles again. Ryan's no. going to wink at him. It is best to establish some baseline of trust, says Prentice, with a sneer. Good on you, 
Good on you. Well, that's the enemy in there, alright. We figured out a way to treat them once extracted from their host's body. But they have to be stored in a lead box, otherwise they just evaporate. We use them for studying for other tests. He looks at you, Paris, and then you, Tiberius. We'll put our new friend in this once we find Kirk. What kind of uh, tests? Well, ones to establish that uh, baseline of trust. <laughs> hey. So let's uh let's go ahead and get started here. While we are skulking about in the shadows, you'll be the gorgeous faces of our little master plan. Like I mentioned, Rowan Cook is throwing a sinful party the evening before his big announcement that tomorrow night, for those keeping track, I've arranged to have each of you invited because me and the team are going to need you playing goalie and perhaps laying down a distraction or two depending on what we find. Now, number one, you'll need to act the part. Dress to the nines and take on your cover flawlessly. Any hardware or gear you took from our stash house and TJ will need to be given to Ford now so he can get it in a spot sweet side where you might be able to get your hands on it if things go to Murphy's. You look over and Ford shifts uneasily. His arms are uncrossed now. He looks over at the duffel bags and rucksack shall have brought in. He seems to be scrutinizing them as if he can see through the thick fabric. Chris, you're crushing the jargon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving it. Number two, you'll be wired up, but you won't be stripped. You're there to move people around as we need. Maybe make a scene or two and just be in the way at the right time. I'll be in constant comms with you. Number three, my team will have your backs, so you need to have theirs. If things go wonky, we've mapped out an exfil through room, uh, room four here. He moves and shuffles some papers on the bed, flips over to, honestly, a scrawl-covered floor plan in blue ink. He points to what appears to all of you really as a random room. It's near some construction going on the floor below, and we'll have a ladder at this window. He points again. You'll walk through the unfinished remodel job below and make your way to the fire exit. It's a lot of stairs down, so you'll want to break out on floor six here. There's a cargo elevator that leads out into the main parking garage. You watch him fumble in his suit jacket and produce a set of automobile keys. He hands them to... Tiberius. Whoa. Keys to a shitty van with Mexico plates. That's your ride out. Takes a... He just takes, he takes a deep breath. So now that we've covered the worst case scenario, let me tell you how things will actually go. You'll hobnob, pretend to be some bootlicking executive or drugged out celebrity, lock a couple doors, distract a couple guards, and then leave one by one through the front door after my team sweats the hard stuff. This is a milk run for you, I know. But you're here because you know things go wrong, and when they do, it takes a special mindset to set things right. So welcome to being part of the contingency to our contingency plan that we'll never have to use. How have things gone wrong in the past? Oh, I think you have plenty of stories that you could relay along those lines to me, just as I could to you. Plan for the worst, have a backup plan to your backup plan, etc, etc. Fabian, I like my questions answered, not dodged. Ryan's gonna smile. Ryan, you're a professional. Preparation is key. We both know this. All right, Fabian. I get it. Contingency to contingency. Yeah, I can. Um, I can respect that. And he kind of looks at him like, "Do you mind if I take some time with these these plans that you've laid out? If I could look through them myself." They're yours. Go yeah, ahead. Same. Of course. Paris starts digging through. Now's the time for questions. We've got some hours to kill. Oh, are we uh, gonna get answers if we ask them? Ryan, I can't take you through <laughs> uh dozens of operations and their details. You're not cleared for it, and it's not relevant. Look, we're here. We're alive. That's not my question, Fabian. What I'm trying to understand is, when you say this is going to potentially, has the potential of going south, are you saying that this bug's going to inhabit somebody else and we need to start taking out civilians? Are you saying that, you know, if you're, how are your people going to handle it? Are is Severin getting through this alive? Oh, There's Ryan, some details here you Ryan, can provide. Ryan, none of that's going to happen. I just need you to attend a party while we take care of business in the shadows. Look, I'm really good at partying, so I'm on board. And that's why you're here, mate. P 
Paris is going to spend the next, I guess, hour or two focused on on the plans and the schematics and just trying to. Sure, the... you, you may want to you may want to break every once in a while here because some things are going to happen. But yeah, you're going to start perusing these uh, these plans. Yeah, I figure I don't I don't know if I need to roll anything, but that's going to be he's just, he just I just want to make sure that Paris is is kind of committing to memory. Yeah, ins out. So You've seen these types of plans before. They're mechanical and electrical plans. They look like they might be originals. That's kind of weird. When you've had tactical plans before where known structures have been breached, these are the types of plans you would review. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go through my whatever my usual, I guess whatever a, a typical military mm -hmm. pre-mission analysis would be, that's what he'll do. Absolutely. So you're taking note of the notes apparently Fabian has made here, looking through the exfil pathway that he just verbally quickly traced out for the entire team and doing your best to bring your own expertise to it. And am I seeing anything... Is there anything weird or off that pops out of me, or does it look like a well, a well-planned mission? I mean, if if his notes are correct, it's well-planned. But basically, he said, "Oh, this floor is under construction, but it's just a floor plan, so you can't see that it's under construction." You know what I mean? So yeah, I got you. yeah, yeah. And so, the speaking of contingencies, I guess yeah, he's also looking for th if things are not the way that they're being told to him, Paris will be looking for, you know, alternate routes sure. and others. You've there. got those fire exits memorized as best as you can. And I need a boat. And and oh, that's, yeah, that's, that I'm not, I'm not brushing <laughs> off, John. That's all really back. important. So, so yeah, no, no, that's I, good. No, no, I don't think you're brushing me off at all. That's, that's, those are the questions. I just want to make sure you yeah, have my character's fucking prepped, bro. Yep, yep, yep. Is uh, Franklin still outside? Francis? Francis, sure. <laughs> yes, there is that same smoking figure with their back to, turned towards you outside. Wait, this is F cell, isn't it? Oh my god. It's just dawned on me. We've got Fabian. Uh, what? You just fuck. got that? It, yeah, just ding dong. Hello. Oh, fuck. Oh, no, you're right. <laughs> oh, my, John I, oh my god. I'm sorry. I, I thought this was like known. <laughs> no, like. I, I keep playing the Cell F theme song every time they show up and everything. Love it. That's so I funny. I'm having a day. So fucking sorry. I love it. No, that's that brings me great joy to hear that. That was a that's surprise. Hilarious. That's so funny. I mean, this is the time for it to really drop and solidify. So perfect. Because now you're stuck in a hotel yeah. room with them. Well, Apprentice <laughs> so has no prior. True. True. <laughs> with F cell. So that's true. Only I guess Ryan's really the only one. Yeah, and he got that second hand. Ryan's gonna go out and uh, talk to Francis. So I don't know if you want to do other stuff first, but I'm gonna. That's my Michael's next move is to try to have a conversation. I love, with. I love that, and didn't expect that. So yeah, say something to disconnect yourself from the yelling with Fabian, and then yeah, we'll we'll do that scene after the others get some other questions in. I would just say I think Ryan's pissed off pretty obviously doesn't like being brushed off and is just under his breath. Fuck this, and just walks or like you know I need some air or whatever to dismiss himself and walk out on the balcony. All right, Ryan, we'll uh, we'll smooth things out soon enough. The door closes. He's used to guarantees, eh? I wouldn't have ever expected it from him. You know, it wouldn't be a heist prep if one of the characters didn't get all huffy in, in the plan. <laughs> I just want to know when George Clooney and Brad Pitt are going to get here. They might already be here. <laughs> oh, sweet. No, so, you son of a uh, bitch, I'm in. You sound gag, and that's gonna be the new the new gag. <laughs> so Fabian, so these these this Mister Cook here, does he have any kind of you you know freaky deaky powers, abilities, mind control? Great question. Poisons, I, you know the good normal regular stuff that we come across. We've never no we've never noticed any biological changes like that when one of these things takes a host. Really, it just puppets them, uses them. That's why they find themselves in people of positions of power, political positions, perhaps. It's really how we catch them, usually, because it's All right. difficult for them to really get the little feelers in for good. So they have to make their choices carefully. But, but how, so, okay. You could take over a person's body, but you can't take over a person's personality. You know, how how do they uh, pass? That's you know? where you're wrong. So these things, they drive you crazy over time. They're talking to you, showing you things, making you different over time. Every host always loses it at some point and they have to switch to somebody else. That's why we're so interested in Rowan Cook. We've we've been after him for a long time. It's really a big coup that he's, he's heading over to this side of the Atlantic. This is our chance. All right, so follow up question. How does he like to party? It's a good question, Prentice, because our understanding is he's uh, quite the little devil. We expect that you'll be involved in a little bit of uh, debauchery, probably see a few famous faces 
at this party. Keep your heads on, keep your eyes peeled, heads on a swivel. Bring a saucer of sugar water. <laughs> Paris looks over, looks up to Fabian from the uh, blueprints he's been studying. Says, Fabian, do they, um, these bugs, they know, I mean, you've been keeping them off the shores here for a long time, so I assume they know about. Long time. Yeah, I assume they know about your activities then. Assuming they do know. That they do. Why would he make, why would they make a move now? Why come over and risk it? They have to know we're coming. Paris, these things are arrogant, to say the least. They think they own this world. They think this is the playground. Well, that arrogance is going to cost them tomorrow night. Yeah, it will. So, do you have party drug connections here in uh, Long Beach, or am I supposed to make my own? Because if I can lure him into some, some partying, maybe that's a good enough distraction. I doubt you'll get, be getting near Cook at all that night. What we're going to have you do instead, he turns over to a pile of what looks like equipment, briefcase, and plastic containers on the table. He opens one of these plastic hard cases. Inside, you see these tiny flesh-colored micro ear pieces embedded in foam. Next to them are neck loops, low profile. Hey, have you used these before? No, I can't say that I have. He turns to you, Paris. Has Paris used these before? Nothing like this. You've never had to do anything that's like so low profile. It's just not been needed for your types of operations. You can wear a full-on so headset. So is the neck loop a like microphone or like a lav kind of, or what? Exactly. Wear that around your neck. Yeah, let me show you how to put it on. He runs you through how this little receiver transmitter works. When it is in your ear, it is basically impossible to see unless somebody comes right up and looks down your ear hole. Too often. He shows you, he shows you the SOS reset button on the neck loop. It carries a SIM card that hides its radio output temporarily. So if you hit that button and anybody's running a reader over your body, it shouldn't be detected is what he tells you. I'll usually have a mate tape it to my back to avoid a frisk, then get a loose later to turn it on. They'll uh, pick up a whisper once you get them situated under your clothes. Only six hours though, so make sure they're charged and ready for tomorrow. But look who I'm talking to. I'm sure you have your own preferences. Sure. Seems like a very well-oiled machine you've created here, Mr. <laughs> Fabian. We've done this before. Also need to give you this. He hands you a big fat stack of bills. They're in $10 denominations, but it looks like about 10K. Get some pretty outfits, uh, probably back rack, but also should cover any incidentals. Sure. You know, going as like some sort of tech startup, uh, an aeronautics firm's top sales guy, a Hollywood celebrity's assistant, wh whatever floats your boat. Sounds good. I'm gonna go outside now to Agent Francis and Agent Ryan. So when you open the sliding glass door, Ryan, the person turns slightly to regard you, looking out of her peripheral vision as you close the sliding glass door and walk. I mean, it's a very small balcony, so you're basically now side by side with her. And you're immediately struck by several physical attributes. Claws, horns, <laughs> fangs. <laughs> so her appearance to you is stark. Ryan didn't know it was a woman outside, and so he turns around and goes back in once he realizes You just that. say, no women, no kids, and you go back <laughs> in. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, she's about 5'2". Her frame is slight. She's wearing a tight black hoodie with the hood over her head. As she turns to regard you slightly and you sidle up next to her, again, she has potentially startling appearance. She has an obvious physical deformity. Tightly wrapped bandages over her face. There's hints of maybe a pulpy mess underneath. This is clearly visible to you. She's leaning on a straight and handleless ivory cane. It's coming up to her hip, but she's really, really leaning on that despite the balcony rungs right next to her. She's holding a cigarette in her left hand. It's um, just kind of burning. It's got a long trail of ash. Hello, she says. You got another one of those? Kindred spirits. She nods. She reaches into her pocket, takes out a packet of Winston's and offers you one. Ryan's going to take it, light the cigarette and just sit in the silence for, I don't know, a minute before saying, is that new or uh, you've been dealing with it for a while? It's been a while. It's been a long while. Her voice sounds like it's damaged. It doesn't sound like a whisper. It sounds injured. How many of these bugs have you uh, hunted? She closes her eyes and takes a long, kind of a satisfied breath in. It wheezes just a little bit in her chest. A good number, but never enough. What's your name? Ryan. You can call me Francis, she says. Ryan's gonna give her a nod. So we're, me and my team, we're your, we're your backup in this. 
and uh, I like to work with a little bit more information than Fabian's provided. He is uh, he's a fast talker. You don't seem to share that quality, which I can appreciate. Any uh, guidance, advice you can give in terms of what to expect here? I think perhaps you know as well as I do what happens when your backup fails. She nods. We hope that it should be quick, simple. We just need you on the floor because we can't be seen. What makes you think this one's going to be easy? Are they all easy? Because these... It doesn't seem that way. Because they've made a mistake by bringing him here. They've made a big mistake. Desperation. Arrogance. It doesn't matter. Pawn takes queen. Can you tell me more? I'm not sure how much you know already, but they, they've been trying to come here for a long time, trying to work with, with the government here and other groups. Bring their infestation. Bring their infestation across the ocean. We've kept them. We've kept them back for so long. Been the only ones, the only ones who've made this the real fight. I've lost so many people. We've come through fire. We've come through fire to be here. And we are honed. We are honed like a blade to strike. Her eyes are not fixed upon you when she goes into these more flowery words. Has Fabian been your handler on all of these? Not all. But he's been the best leader. You trust him? She nods. We'll look out for you. Do you turn to leave? Um, no. Okay, so her hand Just her hand, stay there. is on your hand. And you're not exactly sure when that happened because you didn't see her move. But the gesture is not one of aggression. It feels, and it's not one of tenderness either. It's It feels, everything about it feels like a, a warning. But you don't shrink away. You don't pull back, at least not instinctively. She says, Oh, Ryan's absolutely going to try to fuck this chick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jesus. Go ahead, Chris. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, I hear wedding bells. Let's but get it on. Two, two, uh, two very tired, infected veteran, people, uh, Delta Green agents. Possibly both infected by some aliens make a new creation. You want to mix gunk? Ryan <laughs> says. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have my painter's palette here. This is how I do it. Um, God. Hey, uh, does the Delta Green Handbook have rules for uh, how that plays out? <laughs> yeah, it says it says wrong game, Vampire the Masquerade. That's <laughs> it, the it one. It says read the Dunwich Horror. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Fuck. All right, I've got to get back in the mode here because this was supposed to be serious. Uh, yeah, what the fuck was she gonna say? Hey, hey, that was hey Chris, mistake. it was super. It was super hot. Well, obviously, <laughs> obviously. So yeah, her hand darts out. It's now on yours. She says, "I can, I can see that you, that you can be trusted too, but I'm not sure about your doctor." Have you worked with him before? She shakes her head. Out of character. Dun, dun, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan's gonna try to. I'm trying to think of a way to ask basically about like if she's familiar with the pattern without sounding like a crazy boy. <laughs> yes. Good luck. I have no um, recommendations or advice for you. You're going to have to make that work. Okay. Francis, we see a lot in our line of work. So if this means nothing, then leave it be. But um, are you familiar with the pattern? Have you experienced it? I have to pull out her character sheet and roll her unnatural. So give me just a moment, please. Well, that's cool. This is so fun. Would never have expected that to happen, but so be it. Here we are. All right, that's a critical success. Oh shit! Are you serious? Did you hear it crack? That crack noise? No, that we don't pick believe up? you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is, Sorry. this is about to get real. I can't tell if this is good or bad. It's definitely interesting and entertaining. It's happening. <laughs> she, she looks sad for a moment. It's hard to tell because she's got all those bandages covering her obviously scarred and deformed face. But she looks sad. You've also seen beyond what your eyes show you. That's why I know I can trust you. Is that why you don't trust the doctor? He acts like they act. He He is like them. We've been watching him. Like the parasites? She nods. Will you... She squeezes your hand now. Will you keep an eye on him, please? 
Absolutely. If he shows any any interest in knowing more. She puts a lot of emphasis on that word. It seems to cause her great pain to say it. In knowing more. Let me know, please. Yeah. Oh. Okay. She swallows. It seems to be a painful motion for her. She lets go of your hand. She takes a breath and finally takes a long drag of her half-burnt away cigarette. Uh, Ryan's gonna, again, just fully consumed in thought, so. Perfect, I'm gonna move back to the other team then. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're back to Fabian, Paris, Prentice, Tiberius, and Ford. It's a full house. Fabian and Ford, as you're speaking, they both lead you into the adjoining room where you find that the furniture has been uprooted and stacked against the entry door, like a perfect Tetris puzzle. The curtains in this room are drawn tight. And you see that there are already a dozen hefty rucksacks and duffel bags in the center of this room. Is there a large novelty twister set on the floor and that's why they moved everything? <laughs> you don't see one yet. You might have to roll a search a little later, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to okay. that. Perfect. How many people are cock out? <laughs> Every, everybody's been Donald Ducking this whole time. Like I thought I made that clear. <laughs> Even you. This, this, this is a strict no shirt cocking policy here in this game. <laughs> What are we doing? <laughs> Talk about shirt cocking. That's All right, so so let's go through the the items you've brought with you. Let Ford know which equipment you would like to have potentially available on site in the convention party suites. You see Ford nodding along as you lug in a lot of this equipment. He w- waits for you to show him what you have. Can I, can I assume that anything we don't bring out is going to stay there we're not going to get back use it if things go bad Uh, meaning uh, you won't be able to get firearms in past the front door but we're going to go ahead and get a cash in there for you just in case well i say the uh the tasers and then um ford looks over he makes kind of a deep gravelly grunting noise and uh nods fabian says oh he likes it okay they're in. Paris pulls out a couple knives off his person. I'd like these to be there as well. Can you describe these knives? Well, one is pink oh, Jesus. Uh, with little blue flowers on it. <laughs> okay. And okay. the other is... Uh, no, it's not there. Dragon Ball Z theme. Yes, yeah, the other absolutely. one is Dragon Ball Z theme. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It pulls out a handful of knives. I Do you guys think ha- that there's a, a porn spoof called Dragon Balls Deep? There's got to be. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Rule 34. Rule 32? There's got to be. Yeah. There has to be. Anyways, back to the game. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you yes, can keep you, that in, Chris. <laughs> of course I can. And well. Sorry, John. And then um, I'm guessing an M4 assault rifle is probably a little too large to try to move into this building. So. Yeah, Ford Ford kind of scrunches up his face. He doesn't seem pleased with it. Yeah, it's like, hey, let's do with this uh, handgun that I don't have listed on, on my gear. You do have a sidearm. We just need to decide what it is, John, but we yeah. established that in Molten Carrier. Yeah, S- sidearm. I mean, I put my sidearm out and said, yes, and sidearm as well. What about this sawed-off shotgun we got? Ford nods. He picks it up, moves it into another duffel bag in the middle of the room. Prentice produces his twenty-two. Mm-hmm. The rhino, he takes out. He's like, I don't think I'll need this, but if anybody else wants it, they can use it. I don't have an interest in shooting that big of a caliber. Uh, but we got that from the green box. I have no idea what uh, what's going on with that gun. So I'd rather not shoot it. You want to leave it here? Well, I don't want it on me. Ford goes ahead and picks it up and just puts it into the, the cash pile. Did we? Is Prentice's gun a 22 or a 25? I can't remember. I said 22. but You said 22, but um, let's I look at your gear page. Looks like it's a 25 cal. Yeah, 25. We'll just uh, fix that in post. I'm just going to take care of my 25. <laughs> That'll be yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're going to be fighting some monsters made out of tin cans. So that 22. Yeah, gonna you're going to plink the fuck out of that, that uh, unnatural piece of shit. 22 is a wonderful caliber. When it seems like y'all have given Ford and Fabian everything that you want in this on-site cache, the big guy finally speaks. His voice is a deep baritone rumble. I'm, I'm telling, not showing, right? There's two kitchens. The smaller one has a drop ceiling. Damn it, I'm doing fucking Australian. <laughs> God damn it, I knew that was gonna happen. All right, let me Go try German, again. man. Go German. No. There's two kitchens. <laughs> the smaller one. That's the only German I know. Deep that's German. the only German I know. 
Uh, I think that's Austrian. (laughs) There's two kitchens. The smaller one has a drop ceiling. Your gear will be stashed up there. What what corner, just for clarity? So you get that clarity. You've got all the floor plans and not not an issue. Somebody ask him where he's from. (laughs) He had no accent. He had an American accent. Nebraska. Is that Nebraska? (laughs) Or South Dakota? I can't tell. I think he's a youper. <laughs> he starts, uh, t- you know, <laughs> packing this up and seems uninterested now in you three's uh, antics. <laughs> and you see in the prep room's doorframe the silhouettes of both Ryan and this slight young woman I previously described. Again, her, her appearance is potentially startling to you. And this isn't just because of the soundless approach, which is unnerving in its own way, but again, she has bandages covering her face, obviously covering some sort of deformity or scarring. Uh, This cannot be- Uh, Prentice locks eyes with Ryan and does the two eyebrow pump like, yeah? (laughs) Ryan just winks back. Again, she's leaning on a straight and handleless ivory cane. It comes up only to her head. Actually, Chris, sorry, Ryan, that was a joke, but Ryan is actually gonna just stare intently at Apprentice, which is different than their normal got it bantery. Okay, so if he does that, that uh, Prentice kind of gets uncomfortable and fidgety and uh, frowns, and then goes and sits down and kind of skulks. <laughs> this young, oh, shucks! <laughs> this young woman raises her hand, which is gloved. She says quietly, "Hello." Fabian turns. He goes, "Ah, oh, Francis. This is our group's medical professional. It's through her tender ministrations that we are able to extract parasites without losing the host." She can also patch you up in a jiff if you need it. She'll be sticking to the dark like Ford once tomorrow night's opera starts up and we'll ensure we get a clean harvest. So once he says that she's medical, Prentice's eyes shoot up again and he says, Oh, what field? She bows slightly and whispers, Nice, nice to meet you all. She looks up at you, Prentice. Psychotherapy. Oh. 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 <laughs> I, I, I like elbow him like, don't be rude. Well, it's not a real doctor. Look at her face, man. Just down. <laughs> Does anybody have melee weapons 50% or more? Yes, I do. 50. I have 50 Paris, as you're as you're kind of watching Ford put away your gear, which is yeah, sort of your job, but oh well, I guess you don't have much say in the matter. You glance down at the cane that she's leaning against and you see clearly it's a hiltless sword sheath made of ivory. Nerd! Sorry. So nerdy. Paris uh, looks at the cane approvingly and looks up. And uh, if she happens to look his way, he just sort of nods in her direction respectfully. She smiles at you. Roll sanity. (laughs) It's, it's, uh, you know what? Actually roll your human intelligence. Again, hell yeah. I failed. 76 of 27. She, see, it seems like she knows you. The way that she smiles, it's, it makes you feel uncomfortable. Oh, It's man. like a familiar, familiar smile. She's seen me naked and dissecting an alien, hasn't she? You were naked? I don't think you were naked. I thought you had your Wait, undergarments. I thought I was. I thought I was. Yeah, didn't, you made that clear, right? No, I made it clear you had your undergarments on. Oh, my That's God. Like this written. whole time I thought I was just like standing there like a weirdo. by the hand of the Lord because you were wearing your undergarments. <laughs> <laughs> was that the Mormon the Mormon callback? Gosh. Is that what that was? <laughs> I knew it. This whole time mm-hmm. I thought it, that's why that's I was like so making good. the whole kink jokes about it too. I thought it was, I was no like, shit, right. I missed out on that. No, no, that's all right. That's fine. <laughs>
pursuing my own your trance, Philip Marcellus Company. Let us summarize your progress. You have not descended a single step toward lesser slumber. You have committed yourself to expanding. You have ascended beyond the linguistic barriers placed within your now rapid mind. You are ready to bear its fruit. So, show me. Uh, no foul. Gnich. Gwilif. Gnlak. Ftagen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ftagen. Enough. That is enough. A ripened wine may still burst from its rushing juices. And your flesh still resists its divine changes. Your preparation is necessary. Let us return to your simpler syntax and focus on what must be undone. Now, return to me. <coughs> uh, yeah. Uh, no. Okay, uh. Sorry. It hurts to leave the Aklo and sp speak like this again. Like. Like being held underwater and finding I have gills. But having to return to the surface and relearn to use my lungs after years have passed by. I... I don't know what I'm saying. <clears throat> uh... So you want me to... Unwork what must be undone? I'm sorry, I'm... I'm a little confused right now. Could... Could you... Help me remember... The unwork? So weak. Sad, unmourned Gopnik. This is a dream to be exceeded by us. And by extinction, you. We are thus bound, and to fail us in this task would be unwise. Become a new Gopnik, or feel the brunt of this new undoing upon your winding sinews and fatted marrow. An undoing requires much, but there is a precedent. A precedent more effective than perhaps we would have previously admitted. We will show you. We will show you the subversion. You will learn. May the manifestation of several junctions be purged. May it thus be named. Sorry, honey, I have to take this. May it thus be labeled as foam, as insubstantial drops. May its work be identified as geometrically opposed. May the misguided support of those feeding base currencies into the gaping digital maw of coffee.com slash sorry, honey cease immediately. May the creators of this awkward conglomeration of wavelengths abandon their creation as support becomes rampant heckling, jeering, and humiliation. May this mockery be amplified upon their primitive toolings, notably Discord. May they rule the day they place all of their output in one place, literally slash sorry honey, for an enemy to find them and map out their devastation and unwork. Yeah, yeah, Zaye.